Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The beer is cold and the wings are hot. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Vitaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. Making his inaugural visit into the sports bar with Danger and Vitaglia, host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, David Drogemeyer, you can hear him in the free-to-download Odyssey app. Anything going on there with the Chargers, David, in the last 24 hours? Haven't heard anything. Congratulations on getting your guy. Yeah, nothing of note. Nothing of, no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been absolutely incredible the last 24 hours. I mean, I think people in the Chargers sphere, the Charger fans, uh, this has really reinvigorated the fan base. Uh, it really kind of changed the way that people see the ownership and see the franchise. And it really honestly immediately makes them relevant in Los Angeles immediately. Do you view him as what you know, he played for the chargers? Of course he got his coaching start uh, at SDSU. Do, do you view him as uh, one of your own? Yeah, I see you, but yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yes. I mean, he, he put the San Diego chargers uniform on uh, and, and finished his career with, with the chargers and, and he's a guy that I think, you know, he just has that winning mentality, that winning track record at every single place that, that he's been. I mean, when he was the coach at, at USD, he was inside the Chargers building a lot. He already had a pre-established relationship with the Spanos family. And I, I can't help but think that that played a part in him, you know, eventually making his return back to the NFL and, and back to the Chargers. So, David, uh, we know that they're, they're bringing in candidates for their second interviews for the GM opening as well. I wanted to get your take on where that stands, who might be emerging as a front runner, because then we can start talking about the first order of business here in the offseason for whoever they bring in at GM and for Harbaugh. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when it, when it comes to the, the GM search for the Chargers, um, it, it's kind of not uh, hard to figure out that all of the candidates that they have kind of brought to the table have some kind of connection or relationship with Jim Harbaugh. And right now, it seems like the two front runners are Brandon Brown from the New York Giants and uh, Joe Ortiz from the uh, Baltimore Ravens, who obviously worked in, in close concert with his brother. Um, I mean, I think when you bring Jim Harbaugh in, you know that he's going to, you know, demand a certain level of personnel control. So you got to have somebody who works in concert with him. So they don't have a repeat situation like they did in San Francisco when he kind of had to make his exit because him and the general manager, Trent Balky did not see eye to eye. And we're, we're talking to David Drugemeyer. He's the co-host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, which you can hear inside of the Odyssey uh, app. David, as far as 
the cap. I mean, I remember we, we were when the Chargers were playing the Bills, we were kind of reading up on the Chargers like, oh, my gosh, there's going to be some decisions that need to be made for that reason. Um, do you expect maybe this is going to take a little time for Harbaugh to get the people he wants in there? Yeah, I mean, when you look at the cap, it looks a lot worse than it actually is. I think there's four players that have a cap hit of $35-plus plus million and it's, you know, Mike Williams, it's Keenan Allen, it's Khalil Mack, and it's Joey Bosa. I think two of those four players will be wearing a different uniform next season, and I think that's going to be a, a large reason why they're going to be able to get back in, in some decent uh, cap situation. But the thing with, with, with Jim Harbaugh is, is he's going to have to rip this thing apart and really kind of build it in his image. But every step that he's, uh, every step and every place that he's been, that's not taken him very much time to be able to turn a loser into a winner. And he has a gigantic head start in the form of superstar quarterback, Justin Herbert. Yeah, what about the rest of the offense there? Because we, we know that Austin Eckler likely isn't back, right? I, I'm pretty sure that his deal expires. He's on his way to free agency. And, and you know, you mentioned Williams. You mentioned Keenan Allen. Maybe one of those two guys is gone. My, my guess is it would be Allen just because of his age, yet he's been so productive. I mean, wh- what do you think uh, that offense looks like, given the changes that are afoot? Yeah, actually, I think it's the it's the other way around. I think it's going to be Mike Williams that's that's going to be looking for another team, just because you know Mike Williams is a fantastic receiver. I mean, he's one of the best jump ball receivers in the NFL, but he always gets hurt. You know, and the way he plays football, it, it kind of lends itself to getting hurt. And Keenan Allen, yes, he's a little bit older, but he's never won with speed. He, he's won with quickness. He's won with his ability to uh, run routes and find the soft spots in the zone that's what's made him so successful. And I feel like that style of play is still timeless. I think he's, there's a couple of, uh, you know, two or three more productive years. I think that, that he has now, obviously everything gets thrown out the window with Jim Harbaugh as the, as the head man there. But uh, I think the one thing that absolutely has to change is the running back room is going to look completely different. I think with Austin Eckler, he's going to be gone. Josh Kelly, he's a free agent. He's going to be gone. The only guy that's under contract for the chargers next season at the running back position is Isaiah Spiller. And, He's a guy that through two different regimes has been unable to to get on the football field. So I think they're going to have to beef up the offensive line. They're going to have to get bigger in that running back room because Jim Harbaugh likes to run the football. And I mean, you look at every successful football team, they know how to grind it out. They know how to stay ahead of the sticks and they know how to put teams away by running the ball. That's what Jim Harbaugh is going to bring to the table. Yeah. I I mean, are we to assume that Kellen Moore is out here? And uh, if so, I mean, the the second most uh, important position, in my opinion, for any team is the offensive coordinator. So like, who are we kind of exploring here? Are we just going to wait to hear what Harbaugh has to say uh, when he makes his introductory press conference? Well, I mean, obviously there's some connections with Jim Harbaugh with guys that he's, uh, you know, had in the past. I think one of the big names that comes to mind is Greg Roman, his former offensive coordinator in San Francisco, where they had so much, so much success there. They had, you know, three straight NFC championship appearances and, and a, a Super Bowl appearance against his brother. So I'm sure that's a name that's probably getting floated around. I would like to see them probably entertain, um, you know, Pep Hamilton as well. I think that's another guy that, uh, Jim Harbaugh has a relationship with. I think he probably has a little bit more of a modern passing game, which I think is a, a little bit uh, uh, something that scares me a little bit with Greg Roman. Obviously, his last stint as an offensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens did not go as well. 
so I think that's probably a name to, to keep an eye on. But we'll see. I mean, we, we know a couple of things. Jim Harbaugh is going to bring the physicality. He's going to bring the toughness. And he's going to want to run the ball down the opponent's throat. Are we looking at it wrong? Should we be looking for an offensive coordinator that doesn't have ties with the head coach and, an off- and rather be looking for an offensive coordinator who will fit with what you bring to the table when you have Justin Herbert as your franchise quarterback? No, I don't. I don't think so. Because I mean, the one thing that, that Jim Harbaugh does is, you know, he runs the ball and he establishes that, and he's done that everywhere. And and I think it's going to help Justin Herbert because Justin Herbert too often has had to put the team on his back and play Superman and try to you know throw his way back into football games. He has not had a consistent, stable running game in a very long time. And I think if you take a little bit of pressure off of Justin Herbert and you just put him in positions to where he can take advantage of what the defense is doing because they can't really tell if it's going to be run or pass. It's been really, really uh, one-sided with their offensive approach. It's been Justin's going to go throw us, uh, you know, throw us in, into a victory situation. And too often, you know, they, they've relied on that and it's been too one-dimensional. And when your offense is one-dimensional, it's very easy to play defense against that. So I think when you have a consistent running game that can take the pressure off of Justin Herbert, I think you're going to see a more efficient version. Maybe not, maybe not as much passing yards, maybe not as much passing touchdowns, but a much more efficient and effective version of Justin Herbert and hopefully a healthier version. How important is it for like business and other reasons like Los Angeles, so many teams uh, in that market. And I I recall when the the Rams were uh, in the Super Bowl, we had a writer on uh, David and it's like, no, the lead story out here is actually the Lakers, the Rams home stadium in the Super Bowl. But that was the Rams and the Chargers have to be even further behind. Just how, how big is this that you're just kind of raising a flag for this, this franchise that you can put them alongside at least the Rams now. Well, I mean, after three straight first-time head coaches, I mean, in the Los Angeles market, as you mentioned, there's a lot of tickets in town. There's a lot of different places you can go get your sports entertainment, whether it's the Lakers, whether it's the Rams, whether it's the Clippers, UCLA, USC. There's a lot of different uh, places you can go watch your sports. And for the Chargers, who haven't won the AFC West since 2009 and has had two playoff wins in 14 seasons, uh, you know, that it's something that had to happen. Jim Harbaugh brings that cachet. He brings that star power right away. I mean, he's a guy that he moves the needle. And I don't think anybody else that they could have hired in this coaching style or this coaching cycle, including Bill Belichick, would have moved the needle as much as Jim Harbaugh does. Can we look back for a second before we continue to look forward with an optimistic view of what the Chargers could be under Harbaugh? Because I thought it was fascinating to see how this team kind of devolved from the way the season ended for them last year with that gut-wrenching playoff loss. The Chargers became a verb, and they've been a verb. They're charging away games, right? Uh, Brandon Staley, through the course of this season, we saw some really, really. We saw a team quit on their coach, and I'm I'm bringing up Sta- you know Staley because we're hearing that he's in line maybe to be the next defensive coordinator in Miami. I- I'm curious as to what went wrong with Staley while with the Chargers, why that defense never really worked out, or did it never really work out? What what was? Just go back for a second on Staley and let us know what went wrong. Well, for Brandon Staley, I think everybody needs to understand is, you know, he was the uh, the author of the number one defense in the NFL for one season with the Rams. And then I think the Chargers got caught up in, in that excitement um, and saying, hey, let me go ahead and pair, you know, this 
superstar uh, defensive coordinator with Justin Herbert, and I'll have a dominant defense, and, and I'll have Justin Herbert, and we'll win a lot of football games. In theory, that sounded great, but in practice, uh, in the beginning when you first got there, it was a mixture of trying to learn the scheme and trying to get the right players. The next season, they spent a bunch of money getting all the players that he needed to be able to run his defense the, the way that it needed to be ran. And in the third year, it was just a lot of them not being able to stop the run, them giving up way too many explosive plays when the whole kind of uh, outline and direction of that defense was to minimize the explosive plays and, and really kind of make them dink and dunk and kill you with a, a thousand paper cuts all the way down the field. Uh, and you kind of hope for them to make a mistake. And, you know, the, the Chargers defense was never good at, at any point. They were a, a bottom five defense uh, the entire time he was there. And and I think with the Rams, the one thing that, that his defense really requires to be successful is a superstar corner like he had with Jalen Ramsey and a, a superstar interior defense the defender, which, of course, he had all-world Aaron Donald. And, and as good as Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa are, they're not Aaron Donald and, and they've never at any point had anyone like Jalen Ramsey at the corner position. They've had Derwin James, but Derwin James is, is a safety. And I think that's another thing is <clears throat> Derwin James was fantastic, but he was trying to cover up too much. Like he was trying to be the band-aid on all the other things that went wrong for the Chargers defense. And I mean, if your calling card is to be a, a top defensive head coach and you've never had a top, uh, top defense outside of one year, then, you know, there are a lot of things that went wrong with that. And you can't blame the ownership because they gave him all the tools and all the money and all the draft picks to be able to get it done. At the end of the day, he just wasn't able to execute that defense to be able to keep them in enough games to still be here. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, David, uh, last one for me, and it's where the Chargers kind of stand here in the AFC West. I, I mean, I look at it, and, well, they don't have a quarterback right now with Vegas, and they probably were not going to have a quarterback in Denver. Yes, they have that head coach. It's going to take some time for both of those organizations where you have Herbert, um, and, and, yeah, you're going to do you know do a little bloodletting here. My, my question is, is the expectation amongst Charger fans that this team should be in the playoffs next season? I mean, I think there's a ton of excitement right now, obviously, just because Jim Harbaugh is just named head coach. But I think the, the thing to understand is there is going to be a complete overhaul. I mean, I would not expect it, uh, it. I would not be surprised at all if this team looks markedly different. Uh, and then I think one of the things that really helps with that transition is that Jim Harbaugh was in college football for the last 15 years. 
basically. You know, he was at uh, he was at Stanford, and then he was at Michigan, and he was recruiting all of the best players across college football. So I think that edge right there is really going to help them rebuild this in his image as quickly as possible. And the one thing we know about Jim Harbaugh everywhere that he goes is he wins, and he wins quickly. I mean, the San Francisco 49ers, when he got there, was like a 6-10 and 10 football team. And then he immediately turned that around in the, in the very next year. So I do not put it past uh, him to be able to get this thing righted to, in, in the first year. Although I also wouldn't be surprised if it took another year, because at least in 2025, the Chargers have a clean cap sheet, and they're going to have some money to be able to spend to be able to kind of bolster that effort. David, tell us a little bit about the work you're doing there on the Locked On Chargers pod. Yeah, so uh, Locked On Chargers podcast here with my, my partner, Daniel Wade. We're, we're doing five shows a week. We're covering everything that has to do with uh, the new coach, Jim Harbaugh. Of course, we're going to be talking about who the, the next general manager is going to be. Some of the coaches that we might see, like possibly Jesse Minter, the defensive coordinator from Michigan. I think that would be something that we kind of expect and that we are very excited about. But it's all about what's going to be happening with the Chargers and how they're going to go about completely changing their culture and, and retiring that verb of chargering and returning to prominence a, a team that hasn't been sustainably good since the early 2000s. I am sure you hear this from a lot of people. I wish they were in San Diego still, honestly, like I, I and I, I, I you. Yeah, what, what is like, uh, are there still a lot of diehards from San Diego or do they view it like, Yo, that's my ex-wife. Oh, great. Yeah, I watch it every once in a while. What's the vibe in San Diego when it comes to this football team? Um, honestly, there's still a lot of people that support the Chargers and love the Chargers. I, every time I, I go home and I wear Chargers gear, I always have people come up, coming up to me and, and, and saying things to me. And, and, and there's still a lot of love there. Obviously, they were there for 56 years. So, like, that's like the, the fabric of this football team is, is the city of San Diego. And then I think that's something that will always be there. And yeah, there's still some hurt feelings there from, from quite a bit of people there. But I, I would be, you know, surprised if, you know, with this new head coach coming in and kind of this kind of changing of the culture that more people from San Diego that are probably been in the closet covering the charter, following the chargers and watching them that will probably come out of that closet and be a little bit more proud that they are still charger fans. Yeah. And you know what? They're the best looking team uh, in the, in the league. They, with the uniforms to the best, they had the best fight song in all of football with the supercharger song. I mean, it does feel wrong still to, to say the Los Angeles chargers. It, we, we still stumble on it from time to time, but Hey, this, this is uh, an exciting time and, and getting Harbaugh when I know a lot of teams would love the opportunity to bring in somebody with that kind of pedigree that makes you instantly relevant. Uh, it, it's going to be an interesting story to watch and an interesting off season here, David. I'm looking forward to to following along with your coverage of the Chargers. I can't wait, man. I'm super excited. I think that it's really been a reinvigoration of this fan base. Everyone is really, really happy. And I think this is a move that really changed the way that everybody looked at this team. And there's a real, real sense of excitement because they feel like this is the guy that's going to bring winning back to this organization. All good, man. Appreciate the time. Let's do it again soon. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys. You got it. There's David Drigemeyer. He is the co-host of the Locked On Chargers podcast. You can hear it in the free-to-download Odyssey app. They're excited. I noticed your one question, though, and that is like if there's a red flag about this, and to kind of put it in the Buffalo Bills context, like 
did the Bills build around Josh Allen, or are they building the team around Sean McDermott? We could have that debate. Yeah, I mean, I look, mean, are, are you what are you building around in Los Angeles hey, right look, now? Yeah. If you win, it cures everything, right? If you get to the point where you're you're in the Super Bowl, I don't think anybody's going to question any any of the decisions made by Jim Harbaugh or by any head coach. He got us to the Super Bowl, man. That's a good head coach. But my my antenna go up when I hear, yeah, Jim Harbaugh is going to bring in his offensive coordinator and his defensive coordinator. It's like, okay, you're bringing in your guys, guys that you're familiar with, especially with the offensive side of the ball. When you have your franchise quarterback, are you? When he said Greg Roman, that's what my yeah, I was that's, like, that's, Greg that's Roman, I, what? Yeah, I mean, look, I get the the familiarity, I get the past success. But is Greg Roman the guy that's going to get the most out of Justin Herbert? I I say no. Greg Roman got ran out of Buffalo and then failed in Baltimore because Baltimore couldn't unlock the, the talents of Lamar Jackson under. You know, so why why would that? I it just I, it, it that it, look if it happens fine. You know what? Maybe I'm wrong, but I would be if I was Jim Harbaugh. I would be shelving my ego just for a second and saying, Hey, Justin Herbert, this is, we're married now. We've got the next five years to go win a title. What kind of guy do you want running this offense? Have that conversation. And then maybe you can go into your list of cronies and say, Oh, the the guy that would be the best fit is Greg Roman. If that's the case, great. But just to hear, well, he's just, you know, talking to his guys. He's going to bring in the guys that he's familiar with. I'm like, you're going to build a coaching staff around the head coach. What if you bring in a guy to run the offense that is oil and water with your quarterback? That's a disaster waiting to happen. We'll see. Not to pee in their Cheerios. They're excited in, in LA for, for Harbaugh. And I think that it, it serves multiple purposes, including making them more relevant in their home market. My God, can you imagine? I can't even imagine what that must be like. The the idea that you're an NFL franchise, you share a stadium, and you're eighth in billing in your own market. If you're lucky, you're eighth. Let's do an L.A. sports draft, okay? Uh, With first overall pick, in terms of relevance, I'll take the Lakers. I'll go with the Doyers. Okay, the Dodgers, the Lakers. I'm going to go the Clippers third. Clippers third. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would have gone USC. Okay. USC. Yeah. I'm taking the Raiders fifth. <laughs> the Raiders ahead of the Rams. Okay, fine. Um I'll take I'll take the Los Angeles Rams. UCLA. Yeah. Uh Galaxy Sparks or I was gonna say L A F C L A F C Okay. Um Then maybe right. the Galaxy. Yeah. And then we, maybe the Chargers. Well, we kind of left off the Angels here too. Oh uh, yeah, I don't know what it's just. I mean that's yeah. Anaheim. We didn't mention the Kings. The, no, ki- the, the Kings, Kings the yeah. Kings might have as much relevance as the Rams, if not more. Okay, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, you put the Kings there, then you're tenth in that market. Man, the Kings, Kings. We gotta oh, get we, to that. Oh, we have some great audio from last night. Yes, the Sabers won, but it's shameful when you lose the Buffalo. Yeah. We're back at that. The Sabers, the Sabers beating you 
has the potential to break your opponent. It has the potential to break a franchise. We lost to the Sabres. We have to question everything now. And that's what they're doing in Los Angeles. That team is reeling. Yeah, if you're like, oh, hockey talk. No, no, no. This is some audio coming out of the Kingston. Normally, it's they're they're mortified they blew that lead last night. Yeah, can't blame them. Uh, we'll get to some takes on tap next in the sports bar with Aldrin to that. Yeah, some things that uh, we can talk about here is, uh, gosh, I'm wondering when we're finally going to wade in a little bit here as far as championship Sunday. Yeah, we, we should embrace it. I mean, we talked a yeah. little bit about some action yesterday with PJ. I, I put down some action today on both games. It, it's it's time. It's time. And I, I'm wondering, could this actually be it for one player that we've all kind of known and has tortured the Buffalo Bills? I, I see maybe this actually happening. Also, yeah, it's never too soon to start to talking about college football. <laughs> Coach Prime has done it. Again, we'll tell you what he's up to. And again, it's only January. I mean, on sports take, uh, think about this. Best chips and salsa in town. I'll I'll mm. tell you who has it. Okay, and, uh, and it's not to uh, it's not uh, a slight on any of the restaurants that serve chips and salsa. It's no slight here. Just gonna crown a champion and expl- I, mean, I think in fairness, you haven't tried them all. Uh, I've tried a lot. <laughs> I've tried a lot, but I have uh, I have a move uh, that that. Uh, you might want to try out if you're anything like me. And it, it starts with asking the question, who has the best chips and salsa in town? We will get to that and more next. I'll drink to that is on the way in the sports bar. Thad Brown joining us next hour as well. We'll continue to talk some Buffalo Bills with the News 8 sports director uh, here on the fan Rochester. When it comes to the NFL playoffs, you've got to win one game at a time. It's Mike Danger for FanDuel Sportsbook, official partner of 95.7 Fan. But when you bet the NFL playoffs on FanDuel, one game can mean a lot of wins. FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook, and they have all of your favorite bets, like the money line and the spread, plus all sorts of prop bets. We had PJ Glasser on with us from BetQL yesterday, sharing some of his favorite plays. I like the Niners uh, minus seven and a half against the Lions. I'm going to go with the Ravens on the money line. Against the Chiefs, got a couple of player props that I'm I'm big on as well. Uh, if you want to follow my picks, join FanDuel right now every day. There's an NFL playoff game, and FanDuel is giving all customers a no sweat same game parlay. That means when you combine all your bets for a chance at a bigger payday, you'll get bonus bets back if your same game parlay doesn't win. Just visit FanDuel.com. Slash Mike, if you don't already have an account, make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and physically present in New York. Minimum three-leg parlay required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets, which expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. <laughs> You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.